So, Sandy, what's your story? Oh, yeah. I was going to tell you. Regale like, me. Um, it's similar to your uh, Heart of Darkness story, which is that I was gifted this book by a boy. <laughs> of course. A boy would always give this book. Exactly. And it was like... Who was the boy? It was my first boyfriend. But basically, he was, it, it was that sort of classic first relationship where he just gave, gave me a list of movies to watch. Mm-hmm. He was literally me in high school. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so he like gave me this book and he was like, I love this book. <laughs> like he must have really connected to it. So I'm really interested to see what it's actually And you about. never read it. No, God, no. That's hilarious. That's, yeah. And that's he like even move. wrote like a little note inside the cover and everything for me. Oh my God. Like John Lennon's killer who had a copy of The Catcher in the Rye in his pocket that said to Holden Coalfield, this is for you from Holden Coalfield. What the fuck? Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I did not know that. And I know nothing about the story except that it apparently has like a red hat in it, and that's significant. Yes, it has a red hat. Okay, and that's all. That's all I know. Oh my god, I'm about to import some. New- Are you excited? Now you know how I feel. <laughs> uh, I think I'm less afraid than you are. No, I didn't mean like in general. <laughs> Markedly so. So, for those of you who are joining us, T Day T Dash D. I will be doing a book. Me, Samantha, I. Oh, yeah. We haven't explained that this is a, the, the concept of every 10th episode. Our series season finale. Our season finale will be a switcheroo. <laughs> so I will be doing Catcher in the Rye. Fun fact. Um, I begged my parents to buy me this book in the sixth grade. And they did. I still have the same copy. It's a really cute copy. Yeah, I have the Franny and Zooey one in the exact same... Um, uh, mm-hmm. publishing print mm-hmm. whatever and I'm just like yeah I, I love literature <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm contemporary <laughs> um, so I begged for them to buy me this book because Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance ah, said it was his favorite book growing up and I was like oh my god I have to be closer to him <laughs> a lot of things are clicking in a place for me right now <laughs> so uh, yeah I read this in the 6th grade so that's... okay that seems quite young for this so, I was going to prepare a book report, like Sandy does each week. Mm-hmm. Then I started doing it, and then I just didn't. Oh. I was like... What's going to happen? No, I wrote notes like okay, about okay. the book as I was reading it. But I was going to write like a proper like book report. And as I started doing it yesterday, the, um, the school me kicked in, you know? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to mm. do everything except this. So I did do a lot of things. Uh, I got so yes. much done, except for this. <laughs> so let us begin. Okay. So The Catcher and the Rye. So it's by old mate J.D. Salinger. And it... When was it published? I'm getting there. Is this going to be you the whole time? <laughs> yes. Because this is going to be like a four-hour... Interruption. Four-hour episode. Mm. It's a short book. But I have a lot to say. So, <laughs> That's good. So it was partially published in serial form from 45 to 46. Oh. But then as a novel in 51. Man, I didn't know they still did that kind of stuff. I thought that was like an older thing, but I guess not. I guess, well, I guess they had like magazines and literary magazines yeah. and stuff like that. And the funny thing is it was originally intended for adults, but like as a quote unquote adult reading this, I'm just like, fuck off. This is for like a 15 year old <laughs> okay. because it's just so angsty. It's all about like alienation. And the whole mm-hmm. time I was reading it, it's like, why do I hate Holden? <laughs> because then, he's a teenager. <laughs> and then I literally, um, while I was at work, I was just reading the spark notes of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm meant to feel bad for him. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And I guess I kind of do in a way because he's very, very much an alienated, lost young man who doesn't want to grow up. Mm-hmm. It's very like the significance of the title will will come into play. Okay. I'll do a Sandy and say it starts off. Uh, <laughs> it actually has a pretty um, iconic opening thing. Mm-hmm. What's this opening? Line? Sure. Phrase? Yeah. Got him. It says, uh, if you really want to hear about it, the first thing you'll probably want to know is where I was born and what my lousy childhood was like and how my parents were occupied and all before they had me and all that David Copperfield kind of crap. But I don't feel like going into it if you want to know the truth. So that's the... So you get the vibe where I, can, I hate him. <laughs> I see you wistfully looking out the window like... I'm being a teen. So that's who he is. Mm-hmm. And um, so this the book opens with him recounting a couple of days in new york and he's in california in like an in i don't know if they mention it an unspecified institution in california after the end of world war ii like institution as in school no oh yeah so is he a naughty boy is he in jail? Is he in, in Naughty Boy jail? Do you want to find out and shut up? <laughs> sure. Or in the order, shut up and find out. <laughs> okay. That one. Okay. So this is what I wrote from when I started reading this book, which is what, like, December? Because when we said we were going to record it. <laughs> yeah. And then it took me that amount of time to just read such a short book that I've mm-hmm. read before, because... <sighs> it's May now. It's the end of May now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this says, They came back from NYC for a fencing championship. But he left all the equipment somewhere. But hey, at least he got a cool red hat. What? Fencing? <laughs> yeah, so he he was recalling... Oh my gosh. He was at the school called Pensy Prep, mm-hmm. which um, incidentally was also the name of the band of um, Frank Aiero, which is the uh, guitarist of My Chemical Romance. <laughs> so, sure. A lot of things happening for me in this book. <laughs> so he, yeah, he's telling us about a couple... Of crazy days that happened after he got kicked out of Pensy Prep and he went to New York for right. a little rendezvous. So um, Pensy Prep is like in Pennsylvania. So New York was like. So he a used train to ride. live in Pennsylvania. Yes, he used to live in Pennsylvania. Got kicked out of school, went up to New York for a couple of days, and then moved out to California. Is that what's going on? Sure. The boarding school is in Pennsylvania, but he's based in New York. Like, his parents live in New York in a swanky apartment. They've got a maid. Right. He's a pr- very privileged young man. So when he's going back to New York, he's staying with them? No. Because they Ooh. don't know that he's been kicked out yet. Okay. So oh. he's been kicked out of many schools. And it's always because he, like, just stops going to classes. He just stops trying. And he's always like, the phonies, whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, sure. But, uh, no. Um... <laughs> So he recalls the events of the previous Christmas. So that is, let's see, I've got like three resources, like mm-hmm. the wiki page, my notes, and the actual book. <laughs> Would have been so much easier if I condensed it. Into <laughs> anyway, so he starts mm-hmm. a story with the um, him and the fencing team. He's the captain of the fencing team. They came back from New York, but they had to forfeit because he left all the foils and stuff at uh... the station because he's... Uh, Holden, but it's okay. Like as an accident, though, or like absent-mindedness. Sure. So you have to let me get through more than this. <laughs> now you know how it feels. Hey, mm-hmm. um, he got the um the hat, a red hunting cap. He mm-hmm. insists on wearing backwards because you know he's cool. He's edgy. Whatever. How does that look? Pretty dumb. 
Yeah. I can't even... No, it has ear flaps, right? Yeah, it has ear flaps. And he has the flaps up. Right. Because he's okay. cool. Because he's not a phony. He's not a phony. <laughs> he's not a phony. That was a big thing in the 50s, I think. Like, the beat generation and everything. All those sort of wealth in the 50s. Yes, it's really funny because he, um, he's so rich, this mm. boy. He's so rich. This adventure would not have happened if he wasn't rich. Because mm-hmm. he... Um, takes so many cabs, checks into like a hotel. Yeah. But anyway, so he's getting expelled due to poor attendance, but mm-hmm. he's like a smart boy. Like I have that in like the wavy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he visits an old professor of his that he actually likes and it depresses him because he's old and his robe is half open. The professor's robe. <laughs> old people's bodies always weird me out as well. I always get depressed. So he goes back to his dorm and this annoying kid that lives kind of like next door named Ackley barges in his room to cut his nails because that's, you know, that's what Ackley does apparently. And then Ackley starts reading um, Holden's hot roommate, uh, Stradlater. Strad? Later. S-T-R-A-D-L-A-T-E-R. That's his Man, last name. Man, these rich people names. Yeah. Holden, Ackley, Stradlater. So, you know, Ackley and Stradlater are last names though. Oh, that's still a rich person it thing, is, though. Calling definitely. people by their last names. It's a public, and it's a, it's a fancy school. Yeah, yeah. So his hot roommate, Stradlater, mm-hmm. comes in to get ready for a date. Who plays him? <sighs> Who plays them all, actually? Oh, it's so hard. Because I... Mm. Holden would be... I do remember John Cusack saying in an interview he got really sad when he turned 21 because he said he'd be too old to play Holden Caulfield. <laughs> so that's pretty... We can give it to him. We can give okay, it to sure, young sure. John Cusack. Yeah. So he can have that. And Stradlater, just like someone hot. Oh, you know who it'd be? It'd mm-hmm. be, what's his name that plays the mean guy in, and then there were none. Adrian Turner? What? No. Oh, Aiden Turner. Aiden Turner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. So he's yeah. a bit, he's like hot and also a bit naughty. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Love it, love it. And love it. Ackley is just some, some kid with pimples. Sure. You know? <laughs> Any. Mm-hmm. Like the before photo in all of the, mm-hmm. the ads. Just go to proactive and be like, give us your best. Proactive, thank you. I was like, no. what's it called? Um, okay, so comes in to get ready for a date. Holding his board so he hangs out while hot guy is shaving. Then he realizes the date is with a girl he knows, <gasps> Jane Gallagher. Holden's entire narrative is like, no one asked you, but okay. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, a bus driver told him to get rid of a snowball he randomly had. And apparently the bus driver wouldn't believe him and quote people never believe you and i'm just like just get rid of the snowball but then believe him about why he had the snowball yeah just okay. in general like people yeah. never believe you and i'm like oh sure but um and then i was reading spark notes at work because there's only mm-hmm. so many sites you can go to on like your work computer mm-hmm. it said the snowball was actually fucking symbolic of something of his inability to let things go and i'm like i think he was just starting shit <laughs> Anyway, right, right, right. Everything is almost whiny. Like a quote, I don't even enjoy sitting next to them in the movies. And then I wrote down, okay, Holden. <laughs> <laughs> With them being girls or being no, his the the two guys. Sure, sure, sure. So Strad later went out on his date. Yeah, yeah. And Holden and Ackley and some other rando, I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. Not doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They went to the movies, but the two have already seen it, so they just played some pool and then headed back to the school. Sure. I don't know, rich boy stuff. And then the first mention of his brother, Ali, was when he was writing an assignment for Hot Roommate. And it was meant to be a descriptive piece about a room or whatever. But he started writing about his brother's baseball mitt. 
And it's like, okay, I'll do it. But on my terms, all caps. There's poems in green ink all over the myth. And Holden assures us, assures us we would have liked him. But he died from leukemia and he was two years younger. And Holden considered him a lot smarter than he. Holden was 13 when Allie died. And his parents were going to get him psychoanalyzed. Because he broke all the windows in the garage and slept there the night he died. So obviously Allie is important TM. Aww. So he's probably got like childhood depression. Oh, like, he is massively time. depressed. Like there are yeah. arguments that um, Holden is a good representation of a certain kind of like depression. Like yeah. it's like he's a rich boy, but he's like yeah. not. But happy. he's obviously had some kind of traumatic event that he hasn't been able to mm. work through. And he's all he always compares himself to his siblings in a very kind of um, what's that word? Did. Deprecate? Yeah. Hey. Way. Like he's got, okay, so there's Allie, dead Allie. There's DB, D dot B dot, mm-hmm. who lives in Hollywood, who's the oldest one. Mm-hmm. And he's a good writer and he became like a writer in Hollywood. Nice. Which Holden hates because now he's a phony, mm. of course. Um, and the youngest one, Phoebe, who still lives DB and Phoebe. DB and Phoebe and Holden. <laughs> and Holden. Holden and Allie. That's why he's sad. <laughs> <laughs> like why do all our names have to write mom dad so that if they get them mixed up it's just it's just like yeah that's what i said <laughs> like the mom holding like the mom can just like gaslight them. a champagne flute like that's what i said <laughs> it's lucille bluth yeah she's got the champagne flute in one hand and like a vacuum in the other <laughs> oh they have a maid oh i don't know why she's holding it but she is <laughs> to hit the maid with because the maid didn't do a good enough job yes exactly it's lucille i don't care much for job <laughs> um i don't care much for holden <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did I fail him as a mother? He doesn't know how to wear hats. <laughs> yeah, that is what happened. Um, and then Phoebe, who's 13, still lives at home, of course. So she's, she's like, his favorite right now. He's pretty close with her, and he can, like, talk to her and stuff. Imagine if she was the Hollywood screenwriter, though. It'd be, like, maybe <laughs> in Arrested Development. <laughs> oh, my God. She could be maybe. Yeah, is she really smart? She's very smart, yeah. Nice. She She could be maybe, but in, like... She's not chaotic, like... She's a good girl? Yeah, she's not chaotic neutral or something. (laughs) (laughs) She's a good girl. Mm -hmm. So, hot guy comes back home with a state with Jane. And Mm -hmm. Holden is worried because hot guy is hot. Um, In parentheses, unscrupulous is the word he used. And now they're arguing (laughs) about how Holden wrote the composition on his dead brother's baseball myth instead of a room or something like that that they discussed. So is this guy bullying him into doing his homework? No. It's kind of just like a... Just do it for me, won't you? And Holden's like, uh, and he's like, come on, man, just do it. And he's like, all right. It's kind of, well, it's, but why would he do it? Because <laughs> English is the only subject mm-hmm. he's like passing. He doesn't mm-hmm. mind English. Mm-hmm. Like he's good at it. Yeah. Still seems weird to me that he'd do someone else's homework. You would do my homework if I made you. Okay. So they have this kind of dynamic. <laughs> no, because um, just yeah. wait. Okay, okay, sure, sure. <laughs> You're, you're gonna regret saying that because oh, no. of what happens next oh no so, so yeah he holden gets killed <laughs> the rest so, of the book is his ghost um but it's a christmas he's story so is holden worried that this girl's gonna lose her virginity or something can you just let me i'm sorry like, you're just it, leaving so many threads because i'm sorry, sorry. okay i'm sorry I'm i sorry. will tie them up all right i'm just setting them loose uh, and hot guy says this is why he's flunking out and then i wrote down too fast too quirky 
And Holden, of course, gets up <laughs> and tears up the composition like the Aww. little emo brat he is. Yeah. Then he smokes in bed, even though you're not meant to, because, you know, of course he does. <laughs> so Hot Guy is, of course, a jock. And Jane only sat, signed out till 9.30. So they just sat in a car. And Holden thinks they fucked. So he goes to punch him. But Hot Guy is hot and strong and pins him down. And Holden goes and calls him a moron in every imaginable way possible. And when Hot Guy lets him up, he gives him one last hot moron insult and gets rightfully socked in the face. And he's just lying there bleeding. And Hot Guy is like nervous, telling him to get up and wash the blood off his face, etc. And tells him to go wash his own moron face. Italian chef kiss of a response. <laughs> so he goes to Ackley's room to show off his gory face and mm-hmm. to sleep in the empty bed in Ackley's room. And suddenly he gets so lonely that he, quote, almost wished he was dead. He says that a lot. Like, he's like, I wish I was dead. I re- and I was just like, I don't like how much I relate. <laughs> um, okay, so he's stressed about Jane and Hot Guy because Hot Guy for reals gets around. And not just talks big game. One time, him and Hot Guy. That's how I wrote this. One time, him Wait, and what's Hot... his name? Stradlater. Well, that's fair. Like, that's a hard name to... And just Hot Guy. We know who it is. Yeah. There's one Hot Guy. <laughs> There's kind of like a hot... Te- no, I'll get to that later. Okay. One time, they had a double date. And Hot Guy and his date were in the back. And he put on this sincere voice. And apparently, the girl was saying, Please, no, don't. So apparently no sex happened then, but that's his move. Wear you down till you just give in. Gross. <laughs> that is know. gross. But also Holden's attitude is kind of gross as well. If he's like, I don't know, like what's his deal? What's the deal with Jane? Like, is he? So he explains it later, but Jane is someone that he hangs out with uh, during summer. Because of course him and his parents go to like a little... You know, mm-hmm. like in High School Musical too, a little summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's it called? Summer camp. Mm-hmm. Summer called? house, holiday house. Yeah, like a resort. You know, with other oh, riches. Oh, dirty dancing. Oh, yeah, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, okay. It's dirty dancing. It's like, and Patrick Swayze yeah. is only. <laughs> um, oh, that'd be amazing. So him and Jane actually had a bit of a flirty going on, and there was a point where like he almost kissed her oh. and almost got there, but he um. He has this thing with his sexuality where he he's pretty crass, Holden. That's why it's a bit of a controversial book. But he's never had sex. Like, he has no experience mm-hmm. in, like, sex whatsoever. So he's always just, like, morbidly fascinated by it. But he, and, like, he, insecure? Yeah, he's very... Yeah. Like, this boy needs a lot of therapy. Like, <laughs> like he's very... Mm-hmm. I think even before his brother died, you know how... Like, he's just... Repressed. He's just sad. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a very sad boy. Okay. Because uh, while the emo bands were like, it's us. Yeah. <laughs> so this all happened mm-hmm. on a Saturday, and he has to leave the school by Wednesday. But by now, he's just so depressed and lonely that he decides to go to New York City for a few days and stay in a dingy hotel for like a mini break until his parents find out he's been kicked out again. Right. Little self-care getaway. Face mask and room service, etc. So we're Ooh. going on to our second act now, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... So he was expelled not for the, for the fencing thing? No, no, no just no. for... Um, oh, for not coming to school. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. The fencing thing was just like, a, oh, well. So yeah, so he, he, he does have a crush on Jane. And he Definitely. is And he is jealous of Hawkeye. So he, he, the thing with Jane is he brings her up at several points during the book. And um, he always says, I might give Jane 
a buzz later and he always does go to call her and then he just like hangs up like he never follows through with mm. it so that's yeah. like spark notes said that's a thing yeah <laughs> they're like his well they're always right yeah <laughs> i love you spark notes um his inability to follow through i'm like yeah that's what i meant mm. <laughs> thank you spark notes and he doesn't recognize that about himself he doesn't recognize anything about himself he's right. kind of like in that phase of his life where everyone else is wrong except for him yeah like everyone's doing the wrong thing except for him and like the only people he has kind of like empathy for are like kids like because they've got like this innocence about them mm-hmm. and he kind of maybe he like misses that he does yeah. he always um misses being that that's one of the main themes he's like mm. really doesn't want to grow up like it depresses him so much the fact like mm-hmm. he's not like a kid anymore mm-hmm. um so he gets on a train and his classmate's mom, just a random classmate, not important, mm-hmm. happens to sit next to him. And he just starts lying his little butt off for what reason? I don't know. He's just a rascal, I guess. <laughs> well, so he, they could spring him though, right? The mom, she could spring him. Spring him for what? Well, for cutting, for, for running away. No, he was like lying. Because he, he, sure. he makes fun of actors, like he thinks they're phonies, but he does mm-hmm. actually... Like, kind of, he puts on a show for people, mm. he says at some point. Like, he loves, like, when Strad later was shaving, he was just, like, tap dancing in the background. Mm-hmm. So he does do like, this thing where he kind of, like, performs needs attention. a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with this mom, he was just, like, saying lies. But they were, like, nice things. Like, oh, yeah, he's, like, the school captain. Just, like, random shit like that. Oh. So that when the mom goes back to the son, like, oh, I heard such nice things about you. The son's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she's, sure, mom. So, so he gets into a phone booth straight away, and it's revealed he has an older brother in Hollywood, okay, yeah, Phoebe, yeah. and a younger sister, Phoebe. Mm-hmm. He checks into a seediest fuck hotel, and he's just so lonely and so horny. He talks <laughs> about how he's the only dumb one in his family, so he has that complex. He and talks, that's also why he thinks they're all phonies as well. Well, he doesn't think his families are phony, except for, um, except for DB. Yeah. But he respected him when he got published for writing like a book of short stories. But then once he started working in Hollywood, he's like, you sell out. Yeah, so he's a bit like classist. Well, not maybe not classist, but definitely like pretentious. Yeah, yeah. very much so. So um, he goes to a bar called Ernie's. And he, he can get into bars and stuff pretty good because he's very tall. He's mm-hmm. like six foot three, six sure, foot four. Yeah. And he's got like this crew cut. And he, he looks pretty like old for his age. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tried striking up a convo with his cab driver. Um, he did this too with the other ca- cab driver. All he wants to know is where the ducks in Central Park go during winter. Oh. He just wants to know. The sewers. <laughs> there, there's a duck city down it's there it's like teenage mutant ninja, ninja ducks. ducks yeah all the ducks in central park just for winter though yeah and then they shed their scaly personas and then they're like quack um <laughs> and spark notes says they just that collect the... bread for the the duck god <laughs> <laughs> tribute that, they can't eat the bread it'll kill them so that's why that's they why store it in their bellies and then they and they oh, <laughs> for know, the duck for like the duck penguin, god but yeah for the on the altar of the, <laughs> of the duck god. Um, so that... He should have asked me. <laughs> that recurs during the book. Like, he gets into a lot of cabs and he asks the drivers that a lot. And mm-hmm. Sparknote says it's, like, relevant. It's, like, he has, like, this childlike curiosity. And he just, like, like where do ducks go? on? I don't know. Whatever. Just someone tell him. So it's, like, it part of that childhood thing that he can't leave behind. It's, mm. like... Yeah. So he says, this one was touchy as all heck. 
Mm-hmm. And then I said, someone please just tell this boy what happens to the ducks in Central Park when winter hits. <laughs> so someone just tell him. And then while he has, he's at the bar, he runs into an annoying ex of his brother's at the mm. club. And he said he was leaving to meet someone to avoid catching up with her phony ass. So now he actually had to leave. <laughs> he was like, oh, fuck. All right. Because mm-hmm. he, Ernie's has this, Ernie's is like a piano player or something. And he, he's a phony. Everyone's a phony. Whatever. Everyone's a phony. <laughs> That's how I would describe this book. Mm-hmm. So he walks back to the hotel. 41 blocks. Yikes. And on the way, he calls himself mm-hmm. yellow. Note the self. Look this up. I didn't. Oh, oh it means a cowardly. Oh, Yellow belly, yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. So suddenly he gets offered a prostitute by the bellhop slash elevator boy slash pimp, I guess. <laughs> and it's a side hustle. You gotta you gotta have multiple jobs yeah. if you're gonna live in New York. <laughs> so his business card is full. <laughs> and he just he's says, got three business cards and he accidentally hands you the wrong one. He's like, oh, can I can I get that back? <laughs> no, it's just one. It has like forward slashes. <laughs> and he just says yes because he's so lonely and depressed. So why not? So the bellhop. Slash pimp says it's five dollars for a throw. Oh wow! Fifteen dollars to have her till noon. It's good value. And then I said, look up how much that would cost today. It was at end of World War Two. Oh, so yeah, like so forty-five. Yeah. Uh, let's say fifty. Let's have a let's 50? let's say fifty. It's it sounds very fifties in terms of like the culture. He seems. He sounds like a beatnik. He sounds like they say that. Um. Well, he's not a beatnik, but, well, no, but they say that a lot of the slang used is very um, reflective of the younger society. Yeah. Then, like, very accurate. Yeah. Yes. How much is it, Alana? One hundred sixty dollars for five bucks. For fifteen today. Oh well, that's to have her overnight. How much is oh, five, bucks? five bucks? But like, it's more expensive today still. Apparently, <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wa- I watched Secret Diary of Cold Girls. <laughs> okay. Backtracking real quick on that. <laughs> uh, just over 50 bucks. Okay. Reasonable. So as he's getting ready for the prostitute, we find out he's a virgin. <laughs> How does he get ready? Just like wipes his dick or something. <laughs> <laughs> Spritz of cologne on the dick. I, mean, I think probably brushes his teeth or whatever. <laughs> like the Home Alone kid. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. The Home Alone kid. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, with the... <laughs> yes the aftershave yes so as he's getting ready we find out he's a virgin because mm-hmm. whenever he gets close to doing it the girl would say stop and instead of going ahead like most boys he actually stops because oh. they're saying that girls in the spirit would be like please stop but they actually mean keep going you know like they don't actually well that's wrong <laughs> yeah because like you know how girls were meant to think like oh sex is bad yeah, yeah, yeah. so they're like oh stop but so they... they're supposed to not want it but still do it yeah so that's why guys would Culturally. just press on because they're like oh they actually do want it they just mm-hmm. and i'm just like no no <laughs> um <laughs> so where am i so he he's doing the right thing and then resenting that he has to do the right oh, he, yes. he feels like he has to do the right thing so... he sounds like a real peach <laughs> yeah real fun at parties yeah he's so fun so fun he's the kind of guy who'd be like i was so nice to you the prostitute is a young girl named sunny and nothing happens and mm-hmm. then it says here on the next bullet point okay i've taken volume by that point and passed out and then <laughs> <laughs> the next point says anyway she's trying to say that he owes her ten dollars and not five dollars like sunny and maurice the bellhop elevator boy pimp entrepreneur <laughs> possibly dj <laughs> 
rapper by night. I don't know. Comes back to his room. And they're like, bum, bum, bum. And he's like, hello. <laughs> and then, so he does give her the $5. But then uh-huh. Sonny's now saying, uh, it's $10. And he refuses. Uh-huh, it's a racket. Yeah. He refuses. And eventually her and elevator man, <laughs> Maurice, come back looking for the other five. And he's crying and angry. And <laughs> and he's like, like really embarrassed. He's like all snotty and crying. He's like, stop it. <laughs> and Sonny takes the $5 from his wallet. She just takes the five. She's an honest prostitute <laughs> in terms of racketeering. Yeah. And Maurice has him against the door and with goading, because he's like, oh, you're not going to do it. Maurice punches him in the stomach. And then he has this fantasy where um, Maurice has actually shot him in the stomach and he's like holding on to his guts and he's like going to the concierge and he like uh, shoots Maurice and Jane comes and bandages him up. He has these um, like suicidal ideations quite a few times. He sounds a little bit like a school shooter. <laughs> yeah, a little. Like he has the potential to become. There are actually, um, let's see. In popular culture, um, there are shootings associated with Catcher in the Rye. I'm not surprised. Yep. The best known event associated with the Catcher in the Rye is arguably Mark David Chapman's shooting of John Lennon. Yeah. Yeah. So he identified with the novel's narrator, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then there was also, um, uh, someone speculated that Chapman had wanted Lennon's innocence to be preserved by death. Mm. Inspired by Holden's wish to preserve children's innocence. Yeah, he sounds, I'm, maybe I shouldn't be, but I am surprised. It is like weird to me that people idolize him and identify with him. And maybe it shouldn't be surprising. It's a very, but um... he sounds awful. (laughs) Like... Mm. He's kind of like a brat, and then mm. he just really needs like direction. Like, yeah. so he like means well, and he's kind he of does. lashing out. He does. He does mean. Well. He, I guess he's just like, I don't know, he just needs therapy. That's mm. what it is. Is what it is. He's just a bit bitter. Yeah, for like a little seventeen-year-old. Mm. He says that what he really felt like doing is committing suicide. Just jumping out the window, but only if there was someone to cover him up straight away. Because he didn't want people looking at his body. And I'm like, mm. that's relatable. Um, so next morning, he's really hungry and he wants room service. But he's afraid old mate Maurice is going to be like slash chef slash waiter as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the only staff in the whole hotel. Um, going to be the one delivering it. So instead, mm. he thinks about calling... This girl he used to kind of go out with, Sally Hayes. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is, of course, he says some dumb shit about her. Go to page 105. So I'm excited. <laughs> ooh. I feel like I'm leaving clues for myself. I'm like, <laughs> oh, what is it? What I did do, I gave old Sally Hayes a buzz. She went to Mary A. Woodruff and probably like some fancy girl school. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Sounds like it. And I knew she was home because I'd had this letter from her a couple of weeks ago. I wasn't too crazy about her, but I'd known her for years. I used to think she was quite intelligent in my stupidity. The reason I did was because she knew quite a lot about the theater and plays and literature and all that stuff. If somebody knows quite a lot about those things, it takes you quite a while to find out whether they're really stupid or not. Mm-hmm. It took me years to find it out in old Sally's case. I think I'd have found it out a lot sooner if we hadn't nicked so damn much. My big trouble is I always sort of think whoever I'm necking is a pretty intelligent person. It hasn't gotten a goddamn... Thing to do with it but I keep thinking it anyway so 
Yeah, everyone's stupid except for him. And full of hormones. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So he checks out and decides to store his stuff at Grand Central. And while he's deciding this, we find out his dad is rich. In parentheses, of course he is. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Holden's Um, been bouncing from one private school to another. Apparently he's a corporation lawyer and he invests in Broadway. And his Mm. mother is a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Especially after Allie died. Yeah. Oh, fair. And then the next um, bullet point is he loves <laughs> lots of O's, <laughs> loves judging people. <laughs> and then this is this was very important to me. I felt because I quoted it. It isn't important, I know, but I hate it when somebody has cheap suitcases. It sounds terrible to say it, but I can even get to hate somebody just by looking at them if they have cheap suitcases with them. And then I said, uh, okay, sorry, what an asshole. <laughs> I said, uh, okay, sorry, I don't have my daddy buying me Louis Vuitton sets to put my dumb red hat in. Holden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a brat. Yeah, like, cause he, he has, yeah, he has expensive stuff and he's just like, oh, cheap suitcases, poor you. And I'm like, mm. you didn't even work for anything you have. Maybe you should sell those suitcases and go to therapy. <laughs> His parents can pay for him to go to therapy. Mm. Um, anyway, he talks to these two nuns while he goes to like a diner to have breakfast mm. and they have the cheap suitcases that he was talking about oh. and they're teachers and he goes off about Romeo and Juliet and how he doesn't like it or them. But of course he likes old maid Mercu- Mercutio. Of course he does. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> so he's walking around because there's time before he has to meet his date, Sally. They made mm-hmm. a date. They're going to go to a mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's thinking about those poor nuns never being able to eat somewhere swanky. And he's looking for a record shop to get this cool record for his sister Phoebe. He's a phony. Yeah. If he's like, ew, poor people's suitcases. He's phony. I know. I think he's projecting. Mm, you know, every- Maybe that's the thing he hates the most about himself. Yeah, everything he hates about other people is what he hates about himself. Mm. So he sees a poor looking family come out of mass and the little boy singing, if a body catch a buddy, buddy, body coming through the rye, which is the first semi mention of the title. Mm -hmm. And he said it made him feel not as depressed anymore, which is kind of funny because he actually incorrectly heard it. Mm -hmm. Oh, so there's a different, it's a different song. So it's um, a mishearing of Robert Burns's coming through the rye. Mm-hmm. So instead of if a body catch a body coming through the rye, it's actually if a body meet a body coming through the rye. Mm. So um, him and his sister Phoebe are talking and she's just like, you don't like anything. Mm-hmm. She's right. He's like, oh, I do. Mm-hmm. And she's like, one, tell me one thing. Tell me something you like. And he's like, oh. And then he goes on about how he, oh, I guess I could. So mm-hmm. this is how the book got its title mm-hmm. this is how he it goes on to be the catcher and the ride this is what he wants to do so so he goes you know that song if a body catch a body coming through the rye and then phoebe goes if a body meet a body coming through the rye phoebe said it's a poem by robert burns <laughs> and he's like i know it's a poem by robert burns i'm doing that because it's a lot of italics uh yeah 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 she was right, though. It is, if a body meet a body coming through the rye. I didn't know it then, though. And then he goes, I thought if it, wa- it was, if a body catch a body, I said. Anyway, I keep picturing all these little kids playing some game in this big field of rye and all. Thousands of little kids. And nobody's around. Nobody big. I mean, except me. And I'm standing on the edge of some crazy cliff. <laughs> what I have to do, I have to catch everybody if they start to go over the cliff. 
I mean, if they're running and they don't look where they're going, I have to come out from somewhere and catch them. That's all I do all day. <laughs> I just be the catcher in the rye. Woo! There I it is. <laughs> I just be the catcher in the rye and all. I know it's crazy, but that's the only thing I'd really like to be. I know it's crazy. That's kind of sweet. Yeah, see? <laughs> and I'm coming around on Holden. <laughs> He's a, uh, how do you say, complex? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to help kids. He wants, yeah, he wants to preserve childhood innocence mm. because that, like, that's what he's afraid of right mm. now, like, growing up and stuff. Yeah. And that's, I think that's why he loves his sister Phoebe so much because mm. she's, like, still Has in that, that yeah. childhood innocence era. And then, where am I? One day he'll be a summer camp counselor and then he'll be happy. I feel like he'll eventually kill himself. One or the other. <laughs> like from the vibes of this book like he says at the end he's feeling better but i'm like uh oh <laughs> i'm just like he yeah. has like this because like got... it's like a funeral dirge <laughs> reading this book i'm like oh yeah he doesn't sound like he's got any real support so it just doesn't sound like he it's like he's too tender for this world oh yeah you know some people are just too soft for this world Mm-hmm. That's him. Even the money couldn't cushion the blow of your reality. Aww. Poor buddy. So the next one says, oh my god. <laughs> so he goes to buy the theater tickets to the Lunts mm-hmm. for him and Sally. And he calls her the queen of the phonies. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> A roller I'll come coaster. around the opposite way. <laughs> You're getting like emotional whiplash. Yeah. Maybe that's why I should have gone in order. I'm having a weird cyclical relationship <laughs> with Holden. What's his name? Holden. Holden, Holden Caulfield. Caulfield. I was oh. about to say that, but then I'm like, is that like a car? <laughs> oh my god. I just remembered something so embarrassing. And I wish Tell I could me. forget it, but I've just remembered it. So on my first few trips on the V-Line to the city in high school with my parents mm-hmm. um the v-line from Taralgon to the city passes by coalfield station oh, and i one yeah. day wish i would live in coalfield just because it was the same last oh, time as holding coalfield adorable. and i'm like and now i'm like Ugh, i don't want to live in fucking coalfield <laughs> no offense to no don't sad. at me coalfield gents <laughs> coalfies um that's funny <laughs> i'm from coalfield Speaking of the queen of the phonies. (laughs) My goodness. Also, he tried calling Jane again, but her mom picked up. So he hung up because, of course. Mm -hmm. And he got the record he wanted for Phoebe. So that's nice for him. And now he's just talking about how much he hates actors because he's afraid they'll do something phony. And because they never act like people. Like they act like what they think people act like, but then it's not how people act. Maybe and he's I'm, projecting a little bit there. I know, and I'm just like, oh my god, they're actors. This is whatever. <laughs> so he goes for a walk in the park. I okay. pretend that capital T, capital P, because so I think it's the central. Park. Yeah, yeah, there's only one. <laughs> because his sister Phoebe would be usually hanging out there on a Sunday. And he walked to the museum and thought about how his class used to go there practically every Saturday. And everything would be the same, except for you. And he got sad thinking about that. And he thinks some things should just stay the same as they are. And for the first time ever, I agree with Holden. And then I stopped writing. And then I was just like, oh, it's time to improv, I guess. (laughs) Every, Every oral presentation I do is always like, 
75% done and then 25% but I'm pumped. Bit of that zing. Bit of that. Just thinking on your feet. Okay, so they watched the play and Holden said it wasn't too bad, which is like, it was probably an amazing play then. It's probably like yeah. award. It's probably it's Miss like Saigon, and there's like a fucking helicopter. He's like, it's fine. There's like those people who they're always like, if they don't like something, you know, you're gonna probably like it. Oh, b- <laughs> <laughs> so after the play, they go ice skating in Rockefeller Center, which is actually super cute. That sounds nice. I know, but then Holden ruins it, of course, <laughs> by ranting against society. And Sally's like, stop that doesn't yelling. sound like something he'd do. Yeah, and then Sally's like, please stop yelling. And he's like, I'm not yelling. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. So then he gets this image in his head that he wants to run away with Sally. He wants to, like, pack up everything and just move and, like, live in the woods. They live in a Sally, cabin. run away. Sally. <laughs> I know. Sally, get out of there. <laughs> um, to live in the wilderness of New England. And oh. then she's like, no, we're like kids. <laughs> and he's like, I'll get a job pumping gas. That's fine. She's like, no. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're actually really mean. <laughs> he is so mean. Like, I don't actually so like you that much. <laughs> yeah, he's just like basically mm. with her because she, she's described as like very pretty. Mm. Like I, I, It's like a status thing even for him. And he's just so lonely. Mm. And he's like, well... And the one he really wants is Jane, but mm. he's afraid to be rejected by her. So the stakes yeah. are so much lower with old mate Sally. Ugh. So they get in that fight, and then he just <laughs> fucking yeets out of there. Good. And they were, he, they were, like, drinking hot chocolate or something over at the side, and he just, like, stomps away, and she's just there still on her skates and a little figure... Because he can rent um, the little figure skater dresses, yeah. and, and she's just like... <laughs> so he just leaves her there. But you know what? I imagine some some cute guy will come up to her and be like, "Hey, lady, why are you crying on the side of the lake?" Oh, speaking of that, there he got really annoyed because during the intermission of the play, mm-hmm. you know, how people go out for smoke. Yeah. Um, she found someone that she like knew, ah. and he got really annoyed because they were just talking about like someone would say a place and someone would say a name of a person there. They'd be like, "Yeah, I know them too," and he's yeah. just like, "Oh my god!" Or right, I've been there a little bit. Yeah, but just, also that's your insecurity, Holden. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, but that would be annoying. But then again, he's yeah. not being very—he's not trying. He's not trying. He's not trying. He's not Everyone trying to should try, fun, except yeah. for him. Yeah. So after that nonsense, he um, calls up an old classmate of his named Carl Luce. 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 Um. So he, no. So I'm just gonna call him Carl because I hate this narrative. Um, <laughs> so Carl was like a cool guy over, mm. at, I think it was Wooten, W H O O two two O N T O W H double O. Yeah, Wooten. That's um another school he was kicked out of. And Carl was kind of like a cool guy. He was always talking about like sex and stuff. He was like, yeah, love that pussy. But then. Yeah. He only wanted the attention on him. So, like, when he left, he expected everyone else to, like, disperse and no one else can talk about anything else. But ah. if people stuck around and, like, oh, yeah, he was like, hey, go to bed. I'm not there anymore. Holden did this? No, no Carl. Carl did this. Okay. So he really annoys Carl because mm-hmm. he's just, like, trying to ask him about, like, his love life, his sex life. Basically, like, in the room when um, Tommy Wiseau's like, anyway, how is your sex life? <laughs> That's literally Good. what happens. Yeah. 
And then Carl's just like, and Carl's like a bit older than him too, so he's going to Columbia now. Okay. So he's he's a fancy boy too. So uh, Holden's super insecure. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) as usual. Yeah. So he's just like, you like Columbia, and Carl's like, why would I go there if I didn't? And I'm just like, oh my god, you're both insufferable. (laughs) Oh, and Carl orders a um, uh, like a martini, but like very dry or something. He says, I'm like, (laughs) sure. So he, the slang back then used for gay people was like mm-hmm. flit, flitty. Flit. Oh, yeah. I so heard that he before. suspected no. Carl of being a bit flitty. <laughs> sure. Because he gets more pussy than you. Yeah, but Carl is mm. currently dating like this thirty-year-old um, sculpt sculpturist from like Shanghai. So he's right. he's doing all right. And she lives like she lives in like Greenwich Village. Sure. Yeah, and I'm just good like, for him. Good, good for her. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly. Yeah. So he suspects him of being gay. He's, he has this, like it could be he's also struggling with his own identity and sexuality. Are you struggling with something, Twink? <laughs> Where is it? He's struggling with the sexuality, perhaps. Yeah, he could. He could be gay. You know he what could I mean? Be. Yeah, anyone could be. And he doesn't. <laughs> In this room, at least one people is gay. <laughs> and Carl's dad is actually like a psychoanalyst, and he like refers. Holden's like, you should see like a psychiatrist to understand yourself. And Holden's like, <laughs> whatever. And then Holden gets soups drunk and like flirts with like adults. It's so awkward. Oh yeah, and when Ugh, so embarrassing. Yeah, he dances with these three tourist women. This was on his first night out. He dances with them because he loves dancing. Like he, I guess he's good at it. And he's like, oh, oh she was a dancer, blah blah blah. Well, that's nice. He loves dancing. He dances with these three older tourist ladies. Yeah, from where you're. Uh, no, it wasn't like in the beginning. Hang on, let me see if I can. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, he loves sure. dancing, whatever, good for him. You reckon he'd be a rave kid if this was set in the 90s? And no, <laughs> Jesus. He'd be like a grunge kid. Yeah, fair. And then, yeah, like it's pretty late and he's drunk and he calls Sally again. Ugh. And he's just like, I'll decorate the Christmas tree when he's out. I'll do it. And, he's just, and she's like, stop yelling. Go away. Yeah, and then she just hangs up and he's just like, Oh, well, I wonder what I did. <laughs> so he goes to Central Park to finally check those ducks out. He's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. But then on the way there, he's drunk. He accidentally um, breaks Phoebe's little record. And he's like, oh, no. And he like puts the pieces in his pocket. He's like, oh, tape it together. It's fine. <laughs> so he's just upset about that. He's like on his knees. just. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm thinking? What? Holden Caulfield is just... A little teenage boy in search of Reddit. Like, if he had Reddit, so many of his problems would be solved. He'd be an incel. Yeah, probably. But also he'd be able to, like, at least look up about the ducks. <laughs> and vent his frustration. ask people ask for advice. that aren't, like, cab drivers. Other people might know. Or he could have, like, paid attention in school. Yeah, <laughs> true. Go to school? Actually. If he had gone to classes, Maybe. there is a class dedicated mm-hmm. to the ducks of Central Park. <laughs> So anyway, he's super sad. (laughs) And the only thing he wanted to do right now was see his sister Phoebe. Mm. And he was like, oh, but my parents can't know. Because they don't find out. Oh, they don't know he's in New York. They don't know he's been, like, kicked out until Wednesday. That's when he's meant to go home and that's when they find out. Uh uh So he's kind of been, like, home alone toing it in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sneaks into his parents' apartment while they're out. And oh, he's very, they're, so they're, they're like a little party. And he had to like fool like the new elevator boy. It's a very fancy building. He's like, 
Oh, I'm just the cousin of the people next door. I've got a limp. And so I don't know how to wear a hat. Yeah. Oh, he's put that in his pocket for now. Oh, he has. Oh, it's, right. Because it's his hat, so they'll recognize him. No, it's a new hat. Oh, He, he okay. got it when he was fencing. The fencing right, 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 was right. like, remember? I remember the fencing. The last thing that happened before he, like, out of yeah, fancy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So he wakes up Phoebe, uh, the only person with whom he seems to be able to communicate his true feelings. Mm-hmm. So she sleeps in DB's room while he's away because mm-hmm. he's got, like, a huge bed. Yeah. And he's got this huge desk and she's so small and she, like, does Aww. her homework at the desk and she, um, she does this thing where she comes up with a new um, middle name for herself and right now it's Hazel, I think. Hang on. So, like, she'll cycle through different middle names depending yeah, on her feelings? It's really cute. Hang that on. Is cute. I'll, I'll read it out. Phoebe Weatherfield Caulfield. Aww. Right now. Bless. Ooh, why she does sounds this like a detective. Sound she sounds like a little girl detective. She's going to solve, like, cookie jar mysteries or something. Oh, yeah. And um, the undescribed, like, sickness that he's, you know, how he's, like, in an undefined institution or something but um there's hints alluding to it that it could be either a psych ward or a hospital because it ah. depends on what you think because he there so was this th- happens though after his parents realize he's been um playing hooky in new york then he's sent to the psych ward or hospital because okay, but it is after that after what after all these shenanigans in new york yeah this is yeah. he's retelling this it's like gotcha, something gotcha. that happened so he's, he's currently in this Place. He said this okay. is something that happened last Christmas, so some time has passed. Oh, okay, all right, I'm on board. Yeah, so it's either a psych ward or a hospital wing, whichever way you look at mm-hmm. it. Because um, there there was a time where he was just sitting on a bench, and he said he was so cold he was afraid he was getting pneumonia or something. So he could have mm-hmm. literally just got a pneumonia because yeah, it's just cold. But when then why didn't they send him all the way to California? Because he said he was gonna live with his brother afterwards. Right. Deebs. Okay. But it could, like, I I think it's a psych ward because it seems more likely that they'd send him so far away. Because he said that there's one that. psychoanalyst here, that and it's like, why would they give him a psychoanalyst mm-hmm. if he's just there for like pneumonia? Yeah, but it makes sense for it to be ambiguous, especially if he doesn't want to face up to. Yeah, it. and it's, um, and you get more of an idea that it is like a ward or something because DB brings his girlfriend. And she has to go to the toilet, which is in the other wing. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, okay, those wings. Mm. Let me see what this dog-eared thing is. This bit aren't ho- uh, didn't hospital ugh, didn't hospitals used to be divided like male wards and female wards? It could be. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like especially if it's fifties. But also, like it, it's possible that it was a mental institution, mental institution like a psych ward, but. Oh, they they didn't call it that because there was such a stigma around it, you know. Especially if you're rich, you'd go to like a like a sanitarium or a, sanitarium. What do they call it? Like a like a spa. Honestly, they would call them like they would sort of couch it in like, oh, he's gone for a relaxing vacay kind of language. So this is book ear just because he was talking about how he just wanted to die and how peaceful death would be. Mm. And yeah, I reckon he's gone to a psych ward. <laughs> pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Let's look at all the other bookmarks that I've done over the mm-hmm. years. Oh, yeah, this is on page 73. And what is this? Who is he talking to? He's talking to some girl. And he's like, I apologize like a madman because the band was starting a fast one. This is one of the lady tourists that he danced with. There's mm-hmm. three of them, two fat, ugly ones, one kind of good looking one. Mm-hmm. And they've come from, I don't know, 
fucking somewhere to watch like a show and he hated that because he hates everything yeah anyway she started jitterbugging with me but was very nice and easy not corny she was really good all you had to do was touch her and when she turned around her pretty little butt twitched so nice and all she knocked me out i mean it i was half in love with her by the time we sat down that's the thing about girls every time they do something pretty even if they're not much to look at or even if they're sort of stupid you fall in love with you fall half in love with them and then you never know where the hell you are girls jesus christ they can drive you crazy they really can (laughs) he's so full of hormones (laughs) yeah poor thing oh this is a sad one too okay so his sister Phoebe is very disappointed with him. Mm-hmm. She's like, you've been kicked out again, haven't you? Because no one knows yet. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, it's she, fine, don't worry she's about perceptive. it. She's very smart. She's very, mm-hmm. um, what's that word? For like little kids that know too much. Precocious? Precocious. Know too much. <laughs> they see too much. Um, <laughs> and she keeps going, daddy's going to kill you. And he's like, no, he's not. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and she just kept going on about that. He's going to kill you. So that's when she's like, you don't even like anything or anyone. He's like, I like Ali. I like you. She's like, Ali's dead. It doesn't count. And he's just like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Oof. Something with that. That was a that was a right hook if I ever. Because he didn't actually get to go to Ali's funeral because oh. he was in the hospital. Oh. Because he punched out all the windows in the garage. Yeah. So the night that it happened. So he had to go to the hospital. hospital. For his hands. So he didn't actually see it. But he heard about it. And he's glad he didn't see it because it sounded phony. He probably should have seen it. Yeah. Probably would have helped. I know. <laughs> his parents come home. And they're like, oh, fuck. So he hides, like, in the closet. And he's been smoking in the room. And Phoebe and the mom... <laughs> so they think Phoebe's smoking. Yeah, they're just like, Phoebe, why does it smell like smoke? She's like, I swear, I just lit one, took one pop, and threw it out. And they're like, oh, why would you do that? She's like, I couldn't sleep. And they're just like, don't do it again. And she's like, okay. <laughs> Where uh, am I? Must be nice to be the favorite. Yeah, and also, like, it was the 50s. Anyway, yeah, it's true. fine. Smoking's like, oh, wait till you're a little older. <laughs> Well, before his parents came home, he'd actually rob his old teacher, mm-hmm. uh, his former and much admired English teacher, Mr. Antolini. So it's from an old school, another one he went to. Yeah, yeah. But, he's, but kinda... he actually like made a connection with this guy. Yeah, and he, he's kind of younger. He's like a younger mm-hmm. teacher, like 30s kind of thing. And they've... Kept and Holden's in... good at English, you said. Yeah. yeah. So they've kept in touch as well. Like he, He's kind of friends with Holden's parents too. And they go to... The same country country club. That's the thing we were looking for. Uh, Dirty dancing. There you go. Yeah, so he's a rich guy. But he's not phony. <laughs> not according to Holden. But he's married to like this 60-year-old rich woman. Oh, he's a toy boy. Yeah, he Bless is. Bless his heart. So when he goes to their apartment, um, it's a bit of a mess because they literally just had friends over. It's probably like 2 or 3 in the morning by now. Mm-hmm. And his parents have. Oh, no, he goes to his teacher's apartment. And he sneaks out. Oh. He's like, Mission Impossible is okay. out of his own house. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> Cute. And I think he tells Phoebe he'll, like, see her tomorrow or something yeah. like that. Because what is it? It's it's Sunday when this is happening. Mm-hmm. Just a disclaimer. Uh, our next-door mm-hmm. neighbor has asked for access to our side alley thing. Because he wants to do something on the roof. So if you all hear some banging, that's the roof man doing his roof stuff. So he's with Mr. Andalini, who's drunk mm-hmm. as fuck. He's a bit of a lush. Ooh. He's always just like, Holden, my boy. <laughs> he's got like a highball glass in one hand, and then he's just like, Whoa. 
so he monologues to Holden that Holden's headed for a terrible fall. Oh. And no, not Antolini. Holden. He's like, if you don't apply yourself, you're gonna. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and no, that's sorry. I just thought that was a really dark thing to say to a teenager. <laughs> he's drunk. Yeah, true, true. And also, it's the fifties. It's fine. Yeah, true. No and darkness. I suppose if you're trying to get, you like scare him straight in a way. And also, and at this, I kind of feel bad for Holden at this point because all of a mm-hmm. sudden. He's got this huge headache. He just wants to cry because he's just, he's gone through, like, it's like two in the morning. Let him, yeah. let the boy sleep. Let him have a nap. He needs a nap. And then eventually he does fall asleep on like the couch, but then he wakes up. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's going on? And Mr. Antolini is like patting him on the head. Uh-oh. And he just like bolts upright and he, he like gets his stuff. And he's like, oh, my bags are in Central Station. I'm going to go. And he, Antolini's like, you can get them in the morning. And he's like, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll get them now. I'll come back. It's fine. I'll come back. So he interprets it as a sexual advance. You can't hear it, but my eyebrows are raised right up into my fringe, so you can't see them. So he, yeah. like, hightails it out of there. But it might not have been. Exactly. So but also, I suppose, don't touch someone unless, you know, Yeah. they're awake. Yep. No consent. <laughs> yeah, so it could be interpreted as he was, like, gay and gonna make a pass at him. Or mm. it could just be, like... Like a parental thing, thing like, oh, yeah. sleep well, sweet boy, you know? But it obviously made Holden uncomfortable. Yeah, because he's got all these, like, misconceptions about sexuality and, like, flittiness or whatever. I suppose, but also, like, like you you can only really pick up on a vibe if you're there. Yeah. If that makes sense, like. So, I'd like to think it was just, like, uh, oh, pap, pap, but... It, it honestly could have been like, oh, I'm going to touch his junk while he's asleep. I don't yeah. Know. I, know. I don't know what perverts do. Whatever. Yeah. So anyway, he hightails it out of there. He's like, oh, i got to get my stuff. Bye. Mm-hmm. And he ends up just like falling asleep at a waiting room at Grand Central Station. Mm-hmm. And then he gets even more depressed, of course. And then he starts regretting leaving Mr. Antolini's house. Because he's like, oh, he was probably just like, you know, giving me like a parental pat or whatever. And he was like, oh, I should have just stayed. I feel bad. Mm. But I was like, if you felt weird vibes, yeah, just get out of there. That's really kind of an indictment of, like, male relationships in the the Mm. mid-20th century, isn't it? Like, you can't. And it's kind of sad because it's, like, one of the last few people that he actually, like, trusts and respects and stuff. And now he's just like, oh, God. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the fact that even, like, a head pat is too intimate. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. But it's also kind of weird, like a 30-year-old man patting a 17-year-old boy's head, I guess, while he's asleep. Yeah, yeah. Unless he was not meant to wake up. It was just like a pat, pat, good night. Yeah. Because it wasn't like he touched him, like, on the waist. Yeah, like, why is it weird? That's the thing. Like, is it just because we have these preconceptions about masculine passage, And then we'll see. And we have this idea that men can't be affectionate unless they're, unless they want to be sexually intimate. This is heavy. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is another heavy one. We have we've had like three heavy ones. <laughs> oh no, we had we had and then there were none. That was it. Oh, here we go. Then something happened. I don't even like to talk about it in like cat. I tell talk. Talk about. It. <laughs> I woke he, up. Is he New Yorker? Yes. Does he talk like that? Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. I woke up all of a sudden. I don't know what time it was or anything, but I woke up. I felt something on my head, some guy's hand. Boy, it really scared the hell out of me. What it was, it was Mr. Antolini's hand. What he was doing was, he was sitting on the floor, right next to the couch, in the dark and all, and he was sort of petting me, or patting me on the goddamn head. Boy, I'll bet I jumped about a thousand feet. 
And he goes, what the hell are you doing? I said, nothing. I'm simply sitting here admiring, what are you doing anyway? I said over again. I didn't know what the hell to say. I mean, I was embarrassed as hell. How about keeping your voice down? I'm simply sitting, I have to go anyway. I said, boy, was I nervous. I started putting on my damn pants in the dark. I could hardly get them on. I was so damn nervous. I know more damn perverts at school and all than anybody you ever met. And they're always being perverty when I'm around. You have to go where, Mr. Angelini? Alana and I both just made like a really kind of a face. <laughs> he was trying to act very goddamn casual and cool and all. But he wasn't any too goddamn cool. Take my word. I left my bags and all at the station. I think maybe I'd better go down and get them. I have all my stuff in them. They'll be there in the morning. Now go back to bed. I'm going to bed myself. What's the matter with you? Nothing's the matter. <laughs> it's just that all my money and stuff's in one of my bags. I'll be right back. I'll get a cab and I'll be right back, I said. Boy, I was falling all over myself in the dark. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it sounds like he actually did have, like, a fright. Like, when you, you know, you wake up and someone's touching. Like, and he know, wasn't just, like, standing up and petting him. and He was, like, sitting there. But also, Mr. Antolini was super drunk at that yeah. point. He was just like... Yeah, sure. And a lot of boys and men can't get, can't be affectionate unless they are drunk. Mm-hmm. As well, even today. So. It's hairy. It's it's complicated. Maybe I shouldn't say hairy. Maybe that's the wrong word. It's. Hairy's fine. I think. <laughs> Something out there. <laughs> um. Oh, and I forgot to mention at this point, he had like, I want to say like 200 bucks or something when he began this. Uh-huh. I think because right. he had some money. But now that's he. That's a lot back then. He had, yeah, because he, he was just buying drinks, left, right, center, cabs, all the way. You could buy a third of a farm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I made you sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, many. Oh, yeah. So he actually borrowed money from his sister, Phoebe. <laughs> and it was like all of her Christmas money. And it was like $8. <laughs> Phoebe. And he was just like, that's why he slept at Grand Central Station. Because mm-hmm. he didn't want to waste her money. So while he was just like ambling around Fifth Avenue, he was just getting so depressed again. Mm-hmm. So he, um, hang on, I want to see if this comes after the depression. Yeah, so he actually has a mental breakdown, I think, um, mm. at this point, because I bookmarked this page. This is what it says. I will just read it. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm lazy. <laughs> Anyway, I kept walking and walking up Fifth Avenue without any tie on or anything. Then all of his tie off. <laughs> he took his tie off. Oh. Uh, all of a sudden, something very spooky started happening. Every time I came to the end of a block and stepped off the goddamn curb, I had this feeling that I'd never get to the other side of the street. I thought I'd just go Ooh. down, 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 and nobody would ever see me again. Boy, did it scare me. You can't imagine. I started sweating like a bastard. My whole shirt and underwear and everything. Then I started doing something else. Every time I'd get to the end of a block, I'd make believe I was talking to my brother, Ali. I'd say to him, Ali, don't let me disappear. Ali, don't let me disappear. Ali, don't let me disappear. Please, Ali. And then when I'd reach the other side of the street without disappearing, I'd thank him. Then it would start all over again as soon as I got to the next corner. But I kept going and all. I was sort of afraid to stop. I think. I don't remember, to tell you the truth. So he was, he, he yeah, was really, that's, yeah, <laughs> he's straight up going through it. So he mm. decides then and there that he was like, all right, I'm just going to move to the wilderness again. <laughs> he will head out west mm. and he'll like 
live a reclusive lifestyle. He said he, he said he'd pretend he'd like hitchhike all the way out west and then he'd work at like a gas station and he'd pretend to be like a deaf mute so that no one would ever talk to him. <laughs> and he'd just like, if anyone Hold wants to talk him. to me, they can write it on a piece of paper and then I'll write it on a piece of paper so we don't have to have these phony conversations. So you just say to me what you need, what you mean. And then he said he'll build a cabin out there. Then one day he'll meet a nice girl who's also deaf and mute. <laughs> and they'll also like talk via paper. And what if one children. day she discovered he wasn't deaf? <laughs> She'd be so betrayed. Wait, she's deaf. So how would she know? I don't know. She figure it out. Feel the vibrations. And he'll be like, what? <laughs> and they'd have oh, kids and they teach the kids how to read. And, you know, he has this But not how to speak. Not how to speak. It's literally Captain Fantastic. This is the second time he said he wanted to work at a gas station. I think yeah. he really wants to work at a gas station. You don't have to go off the map to work at a gas station. He could just find a gas station. And That's literally at. his um his rich people mind thinking. What do people do when they need cash? Oh, gas boys, <laughs> petrol boys, you know yeah. those guys. So he decides to go to Phoebe's school, which was his old school, mm-hmm. at around lunchtime to uh, give her a note to meet him at the museum wait quick backtrack yes what's your i'm gonna go live off the grid and <laughs> never talk to anyone again job that you have in mind i don't want to do that but if you did well i'd burn off my fingerprints yeah i changed my hair mm-hmm. i changed glasses yeah i probably like i feel like like a waitress a fishing boat oh yeah. no no you gotta go way off the map <laughs> way off the map I suppose they have like restaurants in. Yeah, because I can. I can Alice Springs. Rest. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, sounds like my nightmare. Yeah, but when you do think off the map, you're like uh, petrol station, perfect. <laughs> that literally is it. You're like you don't even need a town attached. <laughs> yeah, they're just there, and you can get like you live in the pumps. Yeah, then Javier Bardem will come in and be like, flip for your fate, and you'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like. Hails. <laughs> Hands and tails. Hails. And he'll be like... Ted's. <laughs> he'll be like, you got me. <laughs> and then I don't get murdered by him. And then he'll like tip his hat because he'll respect you. He doesn't have... He'll like... <laughs> he's he'll like, Bob. do this as Bob here. He'll be like... <laughs> he's like... Got it. Ted's. That's just your dad. You always bring your dad into things. <laughs> My father will hear about this. My father... <laughs> Is a veterinarian. Anyway, mm-hmm. so he leaves a note. He gives a note to like a, I don't know, some bitch at reception or something. Some lady. <laughs> and it was like, give this to Phoebe. And it was and she's like, help? Huh? Oh, no, the reception of his parents' building. No, no, no. School. Oh, school. Sure. He went to Phoebe's school. And be yes, like, give sorry. this to yeah. Phoebe Caulfield in class 4B. And they're like, sorry, I got distracted by gas station. Yeah, it's all right. And they were like. Who are you? And he's like, her brother. And they're like, all right. So it just said to meet him at the uh, at the mint, uh-huh. you know, at the museum, mm-hmm. where he was thinking, oh, some things just shouldn't change. And he gets yeah. really distressed because someone had graffitied the word fuck onto, like, the stair, like, the wall. And he's just, like, trying to erase it. Like, kids shouldn't know what this means. Oh, my God. Again, with the preserving children's yeah, innocence Yeah, but thing. also, like, chill out a little and bit. And he's just like, who's done this? <laughs> Like, he's just trying to, like, get all of them. <laughs> What's um, he, just using his hands? Some of them were just written in, like, pen or something, so he could rub it out, but some of them... Oh, like, like so he could, like, smudge it. And some of them were, like, scratched in, and he was just like, no! 
<laughs> and he was having a breakdown about that. Yeah. And then he goes to the museum to wait for Phoebe. Mm-hmm. And he's just gonna... He was just gonna kill some time. He was just... And then Phoebe shows up and she's got a huge suitcase with her. And he's like, what the fuck? Is it expensive or cheap? <laughs> of course it's expensive. Good. <laughs> it's his sister. Nothing less. Yeah. And well, then she's like, he wouldn't want her to embarrass him. Yeah. She's like, I'll come with you. And he's like, what Aww. the fuck? No. And she's like, hold him, please. I won't even take myself if you don't want. I'll come with you. And he's like, no. And then, because she was actually cast in a Christmas play that was happening on Friday. Aww. And she was really excited because she was Benedict Arnold. What? He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know there was a Benedict Arnold present at the birth of Jesus. <laughs> no, I think it's a Christmas story one. What? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, she was going to be Benedict Arnold. And she was Good very for excited. Her. Good for her. And he was like, if you come with me, you can't go. You can't be Benedict Arnold. And she's like, but if you go, you won't see me being Benedict Arnold. Oh. And he's just like... Um, so... Cute it is really sad. cute. And he's like, you can't come with me. You're a kid. And she's like, please, I'll get a job. Blah, blah, blah. You're a kid, Holden. I know. Calm down. So she just starts crying. Aww. And so he's like, oh, good. So he tries to cheer her up by, like, letting her skip school the rest of the day. It's like three hours. And then they go to Central Park. Okay. And she does she does this really funny thing. She's angry at him, so he's walking on one side of the street. Mm-hmm. So she crosses to the other side, so she's still walking with him, but like away from him. <laughs> but she still keeps looking over to see like he's still there, but she's like ignoring him. And like Aww. it's really cute. And then um eventually they reach the carousel. And then Holden's like, Do you wanna ride the carousel? And she's like, Yes. She <laughs> loves the carousel. Like ever since she How was a kid, like she loved it. And it was really funny because when they were watching it, he tried to come up behind her and just put his hands on her shoulders and she'd like slip down from underneath and like <laughs> slide out. Mm-hmm. She's Go mad. Away. She's mad. Mm. But then, like is he paying for the carousel with like her money? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so nice of you, big bro. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> big bro. T- buy me a ticket to the carousel. <laughs> With my own money. God damn. Um, but then finally he feels happy oh, at the sight of Phoebe on the carousel and all the other kids on the carousel reaching for the gold ring in the middle. And he's like worried they'll fall. But he said, it's okay. They'll know. So it's kind of like, yeah. oh. It's like letting okay. go a little bit. Almost. Yeah. yeah. But also he's like m- maniacally happy almost. He's like manic. He's mm, he, he yeah because I think he does have like bipolar yeah, or something. He sense. like literally like from like depression to like I want to die. I want to kill myself. I want to disappear. And then suddenly he's so happy he can't like bear it. And then the last chapter it literally begins with him just going, "That's all I'm gonna tell you about." <laughs> and then he goes, "I could probably tell you what I did when I went home, and what school I'm supposed to go to next fall after I get out of here." Yeah. Anyway, so he alludes to, like, just going back home that night. Mm-hmm. And he got sick, and but he's not going to tell us anymore. And then he does So this, it's uh, possible he had, like, further mental breakdown. And then I got so. sent away by his family. Yeah. Or he might have just gotten... Like, genuinely... Like, like, sent away just because he was skipping school. Either. They would do stuff like but that. But there is a psychoanalyst that he mentions. That yeah. He's asking him if he's going to apply himself when he goes to school next mm-hmm. September. And yeah, because he, he's talking to the audience. It's kind of like... Yeah, yeah, he's like na- the narrator. Yeah. yeah. So... 
the end is if you want to know the truth i don't know what i think about it like all this, these things that have happened to him because i think this mm. is like the lead up to like his mental his i think there was more of a breakdown after this. yeah 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 like he's probably gone home and they're like what happened and then he's like i don't know and then they're yeah. just like go to california yeah yeah if they send him to california and he's gonna go to school there i reckon he'd Probably, probably just another fancy probably, boys' school, yeah. but it's the kind of thing that a family like that would just throw money at. I think. Yeah. Although with like they sound like Kennedy <laughs> kind of assholes, he's probably lucky to get away without getting a lobotomy or something. Oh my god! Like Rosemary. Kennedy. Yeah. Ooh, haunting. They would just do that for, especially with bipolar. Hmm. And he goes, I'm sorry I told so many people about it. About all I know is I sort of miss everybody I told you about. Even old Stradlater and Ackley, for instance. I, I think I even miss that goddamn Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Don't ever tell anybody anything. If you do, you start missing everybody. Mm. So it's very, he's very nostalgic mm-hmm. and sad. It's never going to be a movie. It's never going to be a movie? Um, Salinger never sold the price up, but... Oh, but eventually it'll go into public He said said he'll only be... Because he's dead. He said he only wants to turn into a movie when he's dead. So that... He never has to watch it. He never has to watch it. (laughs) And that's like insurance for his like family. So if they need money, they can just sell the rights to the book. That's good. But he's just like, I don't want to fucking see it. (laughs) (laughs) Because like so many people have tried. Like so... like Yeah, I want to. Yeah. Try to buy it. Yeah, and he's just sense. like, uh, no. And, um... The... Is it autobiographical at all? Mm, he based... Uh, J.D. Salinger bases some of the characters on some people that he knows, like mm-hmm. Sally. And... It just sounds really personal. It does. Like, I... Like, I reckon he m- might have gone through these... Or something of, similar. Yeah. He relates, but, mm-hmm. um... Holden Caulfield is actually described by um the prostitute Sunny as um uh the movie where a boy falls off a boat and someone's like it's the movie is Captain Courageous from nineteen thirty seven and Sunny says that Holden looks like the boy who fell off the boat <laughs> and it's a boy it's um Freddie Bartholomew, this child actor. Oh. And he this is what apparently Oh my god, yeah, show me. This we'll is... put it up online. There you go. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> Aww. But when I think Holden, I just think of what J.D. Salinger looks like. Which yeah. Is, have you seen what J.D. Salinger looks like? No. So this is what I think Holden Caulfield kind of looks like. But. Oh, mm. uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of sad eyes. Because it does really read yeah. as like an autobiography. It does, it? yeah. But it's Did not. he write much other stuff? Oh, uh, he wrote... Um, he wrote some short stories, and he wrote this other one, Franny and Zooey, which I have, which I really actually enjoy. I don't know, some other shit, probably. <laughs> Time Magazine, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Publicity. Death. How did he die? Natural causes in 2010. He was 91. Oh. Good for him. Oh. He broke his hip in 2009. His health had been excellent until a rather sudden decline after the new year. Oh, you probably, you know, one of your organs is just like, I'm out. <laughs> You're too old. 91, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um... It's not a bad run. Yeah, Franny and Zooey are actually two um, short stories. Well, not short stories, two separate stories. In sure, 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 okay. One book, and I have that too. So I've read that. 
I feel like I've read nine stories, but I don't remember because I don't remember much. But yeah, so that was Catcher in the Rye. That was what happened. It took place in like two or three days, and most of it was holding going. Phony. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Um, so on the copy of the book that my ex-boyfriend gave me, mm-hmm. he wrote "and all" <laughs> on the cover of the book. And all. And all, which is apparently something Holden says like all the time. Yeah. And I did actually kind of see that when you were like reading them. It was like, yeah, and, and this all. and all. And this he and all. He says a lot of, um, a lot of his, oh, I've got, I've got like a pun, but it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, I was going to do like catchy phrases and capture the rye mix up, but I'm just tired. I can't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, this is one of the books I was like censored all the time or like banned or whatever because of suicide no because of he's pretty crass and i guess the topics um, are pretty dark but sure I'm like, like um yeah just language he says uh the phrase that killed me a lot like you know mm-hmm. when you find something funny it's like ah it killed me it might just be slang it was yeah yeah but he says it a lot mm-hmm. uh got a bang out of that shoot the bull give her the time for sexual intercourse Ew. What? <laughs> and he calls people that he like. You're a prince of a guy, aren't you, Ackley? Like prince, but like like sarcastically. Yeah, because yeah. it means like fine fellow. Yeah. And he keeps calling his brother DP a prostitute. Because <laughs> he's, uh, you know, now he's out in Hollywood, Hollywood being a prostitute, and I'm just like, calm down. Selling out, man. But yeah, the be- the the event mostly mm-hmm. associated with it is the John Lennon yeah. shooting. Yeah. I know. I didn't even know that until I started Ugh. doing research for the book and I'm just like, yeah. just makes you think about how many hands it's found its way into of just sad, sad boys. My chemical romance. <laughs> made them sadder. <laughs> or maybe they made made yeah. it feel like maybe I'm not going crazy. So well, maybe yeah, thinking these exactly. Things. And like giving meaning to it. It seems like that's kind of partly why. Because I don't think He's this done. book is for me now because I read it and mm. I don't relate. I'm just like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> I'm just like, your but parents when you have teenager- money, you'll be fine. But when you were a teenager, did you feel like this is mine? This is for me? Um, honestly, I feel like I just liked it more because I was like, I like because Gerard Way likes it, mm. but I never really fully got it until like now because I read it at a very young age, mm-hmm. like yeah, sixth no, grade. that's really young. And to be honest, it's more of like a boy book. Mm-hmm. It does seem to be about yeah masculinity. Yeah, and... a very boy book. So I didn't really relate mm. as much because I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but I don't think I've actually met anyone who's read this. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just don't oh. ask. It's really interesting to like that this book that's so iconically teenage mm. came out in the 50s which is kind of the moment in history when teenagehood was kind of invented um or at least recognized by mm. um advertisers in particular but yeah after sort of the second world war happened and then you had these um kids who were kind of like finishing school and not going straight into you know the army or there there were kids with like free time and Roaming around in packs and wearing leather jackets and stuff. <laughs> One um, of the Wikipedia sections is banned fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Is he? Did he pull an Anne Rice? 
Oh my god. Anne Rice, the writer of Interview with a Vampire, who um, disavows all fan fiction written about her sexy vampires. Anyway, mm-hmm. banned fan fiction. In 2009, mm. the year before he died, Salinger successfully sued <laughs> to stop the US publication of a novel that presents uh, Holden Caulfield as an old man. That kind of makes sense, though, like if someone's making money off it or The novel's off it. author, Frederick Colting, commented, Call me an ignorant Swede, but the last thing <laughs> I thought possible in the US was that you ban books. <laughs> You're the, an ignorant Swede. <laughs> the issue is complicated by the nature of Colting's book 60 years later, coming through the ride which has been compared to fan fiction. Although commonly not authorized by writers, no legal action is usually taken against fan fiction since it is rarely published commercially. Yeah, well, that's uh, it. Fifty Shades of Grey and thus involves no profit. Yeah, well, I guess she changed it enough that Stephanie Meyer didn't really have a vampire who's a CEO and he wants to feed the hungry and children. But did she originally write it as like an AU, an alternate universe? kind of thing where they're like what if they were human and into bondage yes <laughs> and then but so the character but it's basically still the, characters. the same yeah but um but then if you just change the names and change a little bit about them mm-hmm. then it's different enough that you can kind of get away with it and then people fucking love them yeah i like toilet more <laughs> yeah it's better it's better written you know say what you will about stephanie meyer like she can write like it's pretty good <laughs> it's not that bad <laughs> Be, try reading twilight now and say that to me all right well, okay, fair, right. fair, but um, maybe. <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> maybe was... I will. <laughs> Can we... Okay. Well, Sandy Widow. It's like plain, though, right? It's like not specially. It's not especially lovely, but it's not like the hot mess that Fifty Shades of Grey is. Because I did read that, and it was hard to actually. Yeah, because she kept going. My inner goddess yeah. dancing the salsa, <laughs> mm. and she loves saying, "Holy cow!" What do you think? Um. Holden Caulfield's inner goddess. <laughs> Phony. <laughs> or just like jerking off sadly in a corner like... <laughs> it's the end of season one. Yeah. Wow. We've gone through so much. It's been a wild ride. That's been a wild ride. We've gone through so many things. A pandemic. <laughs> per- a ghosting. A ghosting. <laughs> ghosts <laughs> so we were thinking that we'll take a short break of maybe a week or two maybe two weeks maybe three maybe four maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll never see us again um Here. and then we'll come back at you with season two of a literature that's where the theme song comes in prefer when you do this. <laughs>